The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for joining us on today's broadcast of Radio Wave Imaginomics. And uh, the world continues to move on in its course that it takes, the course toward perdition. There's a lot of talk in the world today about a lot of the issues that are going on. You have the issues in Israel that are happening. You have the issues at the border and the economic situation and issues in the church, and the list goes on and on and on. Meanwhile, the Virgin Mary continues to appear in a small village called Medjugorje. And since 1981, the Virgin Mary has done so. Every day she has appeared. And this is a message for the world, that while the world moves according to what its news might be, heaven has its news, what God is sending to the world today. What we've got for you today is we have a friend of Medjugorje who is actually on, he's actually on his way to Colorado for the conference that's this Saturday in Loveland, Colorado. And there is still time to uh, register for that event. Uh, for those of you who want to show up on the spot, uh, you could also attend that. There is information on the website as well for that. So a friend of Medjugorje is not going to be with us in the studio today. But what we've got for you is we're going to play some excerpts from a talk that he gave in Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, one year, a little over a year ago. 
And uh, in these excerpts, we're going to recover some of the things that you probably may have already heard and some things that you probably already know. But to hear them again renews and refreshes your insight into what it is that God is doing for the world today because it's so easy to get caught up in the news of the world that we forget a lot of times heaven's news. So we have several excerpts that we're going to play for you. The first one that we're going to cut to right now, a friend of Medjugorje is explaining Medjugorje in general and uh, give you a better understanding of what it is that God is doing in the world today. So this is a friend of Medjugorje and from Albuquerque, New Mexico, 2013. Mariana had asked Our Lady in the apparitions the first day, those first several days, for a sign. She asked this because the people didn't believe her. They knew what they saw. But the people can see that. She says, please give me a sign. Our lady didn't do that. Several days went by, and finally our lady would give her a sign. Her watch ran backwards. With the might of heaven, the might of God, what about the mountains moving? Something in the sky, something magnificent. And our lady gives a sign of her watch running backwards. Our lady says you, says you must comprehend our messages. And the way she says you must comprehend them is to pray to comprehend my messages. Pray to understand the profoundness of my message. Is there something we're missing? When we hear our lady say in April of 84 or 85, I will give you messages as it has never been in history since the beginning of the world. How are we to weigh her words flippantly like ours? We're inundated with words, conversations, media. Our lady says, when she comes, I'm a man. When God comes, I'm a man. It's not the joke. So it's very serious. When our lady says one thing that's never happened in our church history, that I will give messages as it has never been in the history of the world since its beginning. The second thing, never in church history, apparitions every day for 31 years. The third thing, never in church history, that we would think Our Lady would say this after her appearances became known and who she was. These are my last apparitions. After this, I will appear no more. A little bit disconcerting that the mother's going to go away. 
Those three things you're in front of, and you're alive during them. So the sign Marilyn gets for this incredible event, apparitions as never before, messages, apparitions where they see and touch her every single day for 31 years, last apparitions, and Marilyn's watch goes backwards. This bothered me for a long time, many years, and I prayed about it, and I didn't understand it. Mary, why did you give that sign? What does it mean? What does it mean to me? So what? But our lady's, mystery, our lady's messages are a mystery. She's covered in secrets. And so our lady comes June 24th, 1981 with the plan that she reveals six years later, January 25th, 1987. A great plan for the salvation of the world. Jesus brought a salvation. Is that theologically correct? Wait a minute, Jesus died on the cross for us. The Israelites were saved by God too. And what did he do? He punished them. They went through the three S's, sin, Suffered salvation, paralleled by the other, paralleled by the other three S's. You're either in a storm, or one's coming to you, you're in the sunshine. There's a storm coming. Our lady's giving us the forecast. 31 years. And we've been seeing them for decades. We're still in the decades because. We've been in salvation for so long that we no longer recognize it. And we're going to suffer. And our mother has to be coming now to clean up the mess. Because Jesus can't stay another day longer. God repeatedly reconciled himself to the Israelites after their sins, brought them salvation. Then he brought the Savior. We have Christianity's birth and this growth. And now it's decline. It's peaked out. And in the 60s, people walked the streets with placards, signs, in their protests, saying, God is dead. There was no supernatural. We were going along with the life, the inventions, everything coming about, everything taking place. Mesmerized by the glitter, as Our Lady said, on to Yvonne in the apparitions of Medjugorje on the mountain. False glitter. Completely captivated us. Singing all the songs, all the jingles. Even all the while it was in sin, we didn't recognize it. Because we was enjoying the benefits of salvation, of a good society, of a culture. And we didn't see immediate consequences. And so it is the ultimate sign. may not be a big sign to many. Many people don't remember it. But it was a sign. Round a sign. Nobody knows it. Nobody pays attention to it. But when we as a church, we as Christians, would allow a museum in New York to take a crucifix, stick it upside down in a jar of pig urine, 
and call it art, and we didn't riot. We didn't come to the rescue of our Savior. In protection, we don't have to, we don't have to defend truth. Truth is truth. Don't need the defense. It needs protection, though. And the crucifixion needs protection from these mongrels. And we did nothing. Oh, there was disgust. I remember it. But I didn't do anything. I was too busy. Where's that disgust? Where's that disdain for these kinds of things? What is it going to take to stir us? For people to get in our face and want you to approve their abominable sins? Well, there's a victory after victory that we should be having if we could convict, but we don't convict, so we lose, and they get the victory. We fought abortion for 40 years. We've gone backwards. It's worse than ever, really. Yeah, we're saving babies. We're doing this. But why are we losing? How can one man, Elijah, pray and close up the heavens to rain? And three years later, pray and open it. And we got millions of people in all the nations across the earth, billions of prayers over 40 years to close up the womb to abortion, and we can't do it when one man could do it. We do not recognize we are a sinful people in need of repentance, in need of salvation. Yes, Jesus already has done that, but we've rejected it. We did nothing in 1979. There was only one thing left, one thing left for the mother to go to Jesus and say, I want to go to the earth. No, mother. Son, I must go. You know what my heart feels like. No, mother. Did not God give the Israelites repeatedly everything and they continue to reject? Did I not give my crucifix, crucifixion to the people down there and look what they've done? Look at that mother. There's no more time for them. Give me more time. No, mother. Please, son, give me. No, is the answer from Jesus. Then back up time. You must pray to comprehend the profoundness of these messages. It took me years to understand that. We're out of time. We had no more time. She's bought us time. Jesus couldn't stay with us another day longer after the crucifixion thing and figuring. That's it. Little bitty thing. I watch running backers, little bitty thing. But this is how God does small groups. This is why we'll drive 22 hours from Alabama to come here for a small group. We're not interested in numbers. We're interested in small. Those of you who read that Friday the First Shot shows that. It's not globalization. It's not nationalization. It's small sales of people. Most of Jesus' teachings in the scriptures is with small groups. 
We'll get our numbers. We tried that in the last election. Our Lady wants us to come down to the individual, to the family, to heal the family. You want your nation cured? It's through the family. You cure it, the nation's a byproduct of that healing. And so Our Lady comes to us in a way to teach us. You're in error. It's not all the great sins out there in the culture. It's your sins that is bred to this. You yourself have made the situation. It's amazing all the solutions coming out for the economy. And even the people that would be on most of the sides of, of conservative side, of, of not being in debt, of really looking at everything and how that would work. And none of them had the right solution. Our economy is too integrated, it's too complex, it's too global, it's too big. And many say too big to fail. That's a big mistake. Big mistake. We don't have the mind for it. None of people have the unity to even bring it about if they did. There's only one way to fix it. Live my statutes. And again, that was a friend of Medjugorje in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We're going to continue in with that conference uh, from uh, 2013 in Albuquerque. And a friend of Medjugorje now is moving towards uh, gaining a better understanding of how Medjugorje applies in the world today and the current events for the world. And so this is a friend of Medjugorje. These visionaries receive something never before in the history of the world. They say something to us that was said to them. They transfer exact words. I've been with Maria repeatedly where she can say this and write this message. I watched her do it many, many times. And 30 minutes later, I can ask her about that message, and she says, I don't know. Our lady's giving me personal messages through Maria. I went there an hour later, and Maria says, well, she didn't say that. I said, Maria, you wrote it down. I had you write it down. It was just a one-sentence thing. She couldn't even remember it. These messages, when our lady says, evil wants to come to rue in the world and destroy it, mean what they say. It's not Maria. It's not Yvonne. They're repeating. They're parroting something they heard. When you understand these things, you put these things in the context. You put the watch running backwards. Medjugorje changes for you. Everything you thought was important no longer is important. Why? Because it's not. There's only one thing important. Our lady says, set out to the future. The people of darkness have no future. The people want this economy to recover have no future. You might say, well, I want it too, and I'm with our lady. There's a judgment against the economy. Do you realize that? It's not going to recover. It's going to bounce. It's going to give the appearance of recovering to shake you up, to make you change, make changes in your life and your financial situation, what you're doing and which way you're headed, to do what they fired in the first shot said to do. And people who have read that all are acting in completely different ways. I can write a book using all these messages about economics and $100 million worth of silver is sold by that. 
Didn't even advertise a book. Never went on one radio show about it. People read it. And many examples, such as a doctor who had a 12,000-square-foot house, making $700,000 a year, is $400,000 in debt. After reading the book, he realized, this is insane. This is crazy. You got people all the time telling them different things, but he reads it because the lady's words have power and they convict, and they sell the house and go down to 2000 take the 700000 pay off some of the 400000 and now they've got a whole ranch. And they're feeding themselves because that's security. Our lady wants you to realize that Ivan said, many people, just two years ago, this is fresh, many people do not understand, including priests, why Our Lady's coming every day. But a time's coming when you'll see physical changes on the earth, and then you'll know why she's with us every single day. I was telling a story last night about going to the Pentagon. I wrote Patriotic Rosary. It opens the doors for us to do things that nobody can do. There's people with us. We have a group of 20 of our youth. Every four people have to have a, a guide from the Pentagon, either retired or somebody with the Pentagon with you. A general saw us praying. He found out I wrote Patriotic Rosary. They pray this in the, in the Pentagon. He says, y'all come with me. We go into a top secret room. Double doors. And we see incredible stuff. I mean, we're seeing it on the screen. We're seeing Iraq. We're looking at docks in the Saudi Arabia Sea. They're telling us what they're doing. One of the most amazing things is when we walked out. And the people who had retired from the Pentagon says, we have never in our life been allowed to go in someplace like this. There's no doors that won't be unlocked to Our Lady. We've seen so many things and been experienced by so many ways. And that's what she wants with her messages. You'll be put in positions that you won't even dream of. You will meet people you will never even imagine, from the kings to the peasant. And so now that we understand that Medjugorje should change our view of the world, and it should dictate to us our view of the world, a friend of Medjugorje now gives a better insight into what our response should be to that, uh, to Our Lady's call. We've got to pinch ourselves. You mean, I'm living... In this moment, this is biblical. This is the time. And she says that. This is my time. This woman of revelation comes and she says that I want to defeat this evil that is doing battle over the human souls on the earth through you. How? Be my apostle of love. She has repeatedly called us to apostleship. And I say no different than what Jesus did with his first apostles. Because we've got some work to do. And when we're taken from the devil by her completely, and we're completely consecrated to her, and we defeat Satan, or rather she defeats Satan, she crushes her head through us is the greatest insult to Satan that can be conflicted on him. Why? Because he owned us. He had us. He's got the world, and she's going to take it away. And she says, I feel the triumph in the heart of those who are living my messages already. The victory and the glory of the Civil War and what people study 
was not seen that way by those who were in it. They didn't want to talk about it. If you talk to a POW who really went through it, he didn't want to say nothing about it. There's no glory watching all your buddies get killed and the blood, the torture. We glorify it. You're not going to think it's glorious. I've been doing this for 20 years, 26 years. There's nothing glorious about it. It's not pleasant. Can I say no to what I'm supposed to do? I have no choice. Where will I go, Jesus? You have the word. Our lady saved me. I thought I was a good Catholic. How arrogant. She convicted me. She showed me, get rid of the television. Change your life. I would have told you in Medjugorje my first visit, I was a good Catholic. I went there because I, I, I was down for my faith even then. But not like I do now. Not what I understand now. One day in 1988, Maria turned to me after the apparition. Our lady said she had, she had a private message for me. And part of the message said, I want to teach you more what sacrifice means. And then I want you to offer this up. And then she went on to say some other things for, about it. I was dumbfounded. Not because she gave him a message. That had already happened several times. I've been blessed with this in a special way. Maybe I'm so low that I need this to get where I need to be spiritually, to be taught by her. So I said, Maria, what is she talking about? I had a friend that says, I'm into Padre Pio. I'm into the suffering. I'm into doing penitential things like the saints. I'm reading about them. What's she going to teach me about suffering or sacrifice? And I was impelled to look, what is our lady saying about sacrifice when she used that word? She's going she's to help me understand more about sacrifice? I mean, I really thought this. That's where I was spiritually at that time. I was dumbfounded. I know this stuff. Man, I've been suffering. I've been starving myself to the, the fasting. So I looked in the messages and all the sacrifice, and finally I saw one thing. She says, the greatest sacrifice is love. You'll be more wounded through that than anything else will be. And I can tell you, I knew nothing of sacrifice up to that point. And when the mother of God says, I'm going to help you understand it, it doesn't mean from a book, it doesn't mean from something intellectual, it means living through it. You can learn all you want to about war. You can think all you want to. You can read all you want to about the saints. But you never get it in the heart till you experience it. You never know what it means to love an enemy till you really have to. And continuing with a friend of Medjugorje, he now concludes that topic so that you have a better understanding of what to expect in following Our Lady and what it is that your life will become what it is that you'll have to go through in order to become one of her apostles. Dear children, know that the mother loves you. With love, I desire to lead you. I have come to tell you that God exists. Just because we're allowing public policies, recognizing the equal rights constitution of an atheist, don't mean that God ceases to exist. Because an atheist doesn't believe he doesn't exist, doesn't change anything. So who do we offend, the atheist or God? If we go with him and give him a right to make public policy, which we shouldn't, and he doesn't have a constitutional right to do that, 
then he will prevail. We will not stay equal. One's going to be over the other. Who's going to submit? We are to atheism today because we have atheism in our hearts. There's aspects of paganism in our heart. That's why he wants us to be illuminated to, to you, what she said it. Many Christians live like pagans. Not some. Many. I've come to tell you that God exists. Therefore, today, I call you to decide for him. Put him in the first place in your life, in your family, and together with him, set out into the future. There is no future. God gives tribulation to his children who are following him, who want to, even though we're sinners, and to those in darkness who don't want to change, he strikes instantly. And there's some lightning coming. The lightning bolt on the Vatican is not without a sign. All right, he says, read the signs of the times. So we're being purified. Those who follow our lady suffer. Take the hurt. It's good for you. I've learned that when that's happening, I'm suffering for some reason. And I can tell you, Maria, you can't even imagine the suffering this woman goes through. Most of probably which will never be known. I know the details. This girl's a saint. She's going to be a great saint. But God's got a way to crush you. You're still driving your car. You're still going to the road. You're still going to work. To crush you, literally, grind you to nothing, the powder, to rebuild you and remold you. And you've got to go through that because the whole world's going to go through it, and they're going to come to the people that have lived through the experience, not intellectually, not to, the, to, to theological degrees, but who have lived it. Why is St. Teresa, a doctor of the church, she didn't take that kind of theological studies to get that. She lived it. And that's what he wants to give you. You may think, I don't want that. How can you do anything else after you've been introduced to her words? Is there anything else you can't do? We'd like to conclude with something that a friend of Medjugorje wrote a number of years back. Uh, this is something that he wrote in about five minutes because it is something that he had lived and gone through in his own life. We felt it was appropriate to share this with you. Those of you that have visited the Caritas Mission House in Medjugorje, you've seen this in our window. Those of you that have visited Caritas here in Alabama, you've seen it in our chapel. And those of you that have uh, lived with or uh, been with a friend of Medjugorje have seen it in his witness. And uh, so we're going to share that with you now. Uh, this, of course, a friend of Medjugorje had taken his his old writing, uh, which was actually a personal letter to someone in the community, and uh, he took this writing, and at one point in time, a number of years later, uh, it was included as part of a commercial that was done for a gift shop here. And so we're going to share that with you right now, and uh, felt that it was appropriate for you to hear that, knowing that uh, what the future may hold for you and for your life. We pray that this will be beneficial in strengthening you and your resolve to walk towards Our Lady and towards God. To love and be rejected. To spend every effort to help and be turned down. To be in a situation of having to compete to be heard and be silent. To have the answers and not be able to convey them. To lose 
knowing you can win rather than being political. To go to the end of the line when you were there first. To tell the truth and it be made a lie. To try to be saintly and to be made out to be a devil. To be on the inside and to be cast outside. To be with many and to know you are really alone. To give yourself unreservedly to others and be a victim of their envy. To dedicate your life to a purpose and that purpose turn against you. To be innocent and be accused. To be stripped of all authority, earthly power and position and be nothing is to have one's heart lacerated with humility to the greatest depth and receive at the greatest heights God's blessing of walking Jesus' path. To love. Come to the resting place, a place which exists to help lead you to a deeper understanding of the Gospels. Your difficulties and daily trials are not without value. Rather, they are treasures in perfecting your love. First Peter says, Rejoice instead in the measure that you share Christ's sufferings. The resting place at Caritas of Birmingham. And to all the children of Our Lady, you can always know that you do have a resting place here at Caritas with what it is that Our Lady has established so many years ago with a friend of Medjugorje, his wife and his family, and the beauty of the way of life that she has given to our community that we share with you so that you can come to not only a greater understanding of the message, but also how that applies to your personal life, not only to just grow in holiness, but also to grow in joy for your life. And so we wish that upon you in these days. We pray that this show has strengthened you and your resolve to continue to follow Our Lady in the path of holiness. And on behalf of a friend of Medjugorje, Caritas of Birmingham, the community of Caritas, Medjugorje.com and Radio Wave, we wish you Our Lady, we love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.